Second Kings chapter four, verses one to seven. The Christian Standard Bible. One of the widows of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, your servant, my husband has died. You know that your servant feared the Lord. Now the creditor is coming to take my two children as his slaves. Elijah asked her, what can I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? She said, your servant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Then he said, go out and borrow empty containers from all your neighbors. Do not get just a few. Then go in and shut the door behind you and your sons and pour oil into all these containers. Set the full ones to one side. So she left. After she had shut the door behind her and her sons, they kept bringing her containers and she kept pouring. When they were full, she said to her son, bring me another container. But he replied, they aren't anymore. Then the oil stopped. She went and told the man of God and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt. You and your sons can live on the rest. Bible before breakfast. Mildred Kingsley-Kongo here. Good morning. I'm really excited about this week because I feel like God is slowly unpacking for us all the things we need to make it in 2024. And I know that sometimes it may seem like it's even the simpler things, the more obvious things that God keeps reiterating and bringing, re-emphasizing and bringing to our attention once again. Because it's always in the little things. It's always in the simple things. God doesn't want to be complicated and out of your reach. He wants to reach you. And that's why Jesus came simply. He would tell stories that everyone could identify with and he would explain the stories so that we could remember and we could have a clearer picture of what God was trying to show us. And so in this story today, in this narrative, this woman, a poor widow who her husband had died, and her husband was a faithful son of the prophet, she came to Elisha and said to him, you know that your servant feared the Lord. Now, he owed money and they're coming to take my children as his slaves. And Elisha asked her a simple question. He said, what can I do for you? He didn't stop there because I'm not gonna stop there today. I think that too many times we stop at asking the question, what can I do for you? And what that does is that it creates Christians who are reliant on other people. Christians who always run around looking for who can pray for them. They're never looking into themselves to know what God has placed on the inside of them. They're never looking into themselves to know what God can do through them. So they're running from pillar to post, from pastor to prophet. They're running around looking for who can solve their problem, who can rescue them without looking in their own hearts. And so Elijah asked her, what can I do for you? But he said something more importantly. He said, tell me, what do you have? What do you have? The solution to your problem is never too far. He said, what do you have? When God wants to help you, he usually will ask you, what do you have in your hand? What are the resources 
that are readily available to you. What do you have? You know, it can be so easy for us to get carried away with what we don't have. Oh, look at, they're coming carry my children away. But her mind was so focused on the problems that she just could not see a way out. Thank God she ran to the man of God because the man of God was able to point her back and say, what do you have? Yesterday we talked about what can you do? Do what you can. And then you say to me, what can I do with what I have? My question now is, what do you have? And so she said something. She said, your servant has nothing except now. I want to hone in on that word, except. Except what? What do you have? I'm asking you this morning. I need you to open up your journal and sit down this morning and write. I have nothing except. Because I know you're going to tell me you have nothing. But I want you to think of that word except. And think about what you need to add there. Add 10 things. Pray over it and ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes. The things that are in you, you'll be amazed at how many they are because you're so focused on what's not working and sometimes the thing that you're calling accept may be the thing that is there to rescue you but you're not seeing it god needs to give you a new perspective so she says i have nothing except a jar of oil and then he says to her i want to point you to what you really have he says go out and borrow empty containers from where all your neighbors so she said, I don't have anything except a jar of oil. And he said to her, no, you have relationships. You have relationships. He said, you have people. So the principle is not necessarily about borrowing because someone can just build the tabernacle and say, thank God. They said we should borrow. So that's not what it's about. It's about relationships. Because if you want to borrow and you have no one to borrow from, then you see that you have a bigger problem. He said to her, go and borrow from all your neighbors. And don't ask for a little. Ask for a lot. Then go in and shut the door. I mean, there's a whole principle here about it's you and God. It's you and God. Go in and shut the door and God will help you to work around the relationships and to point at which one is useful and which one is not. And so she goes in with her sons and they get a lot of containers. And she kept pouring. And she kept pouring. And she kept pouring. Then she said to her son, bring me another container. And he said, there aren't any more. The Bible says, then the oil stopped. Do you realize that at the point where your relationships end is the point that you can see how far your breakthrough can go? This woman didn't have any more neighbors to get containers from. And that's when the oil stopped. But you see, God is never stranded. Do you know what God said to her? He said, now we're going to change strategy. Now you're going to go back to your neighbors and you're going to sell the oil. And you're going to pay your debts. Relationships. Relationships. I know too many people do not agree. They always make it seem about the things that you have, how much money you have. Listen, everything you need to rescue from where you are right now is already within you. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says, His divine power has given us everything required for life 
and godliness required for life and godliness if it's required for life it has already been given if it is money and it is required for life it has been given if it is discipline it is required for life it has been given if it is discipline that is required for godliness it has been given everything you need it says it's through the knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and goodness so the more you know about god the more you know what he has put inside of you and that's where shutting the door comes in shut the door and ask god what's on the inside of me what's my accept what is my accept the minute you know the power of relationships and i've shared with so many people who are close to me i remember many some years ago god said to me that money is the least resource that I have. And at the time I didn't understand it, but now I do. Because there's a realm in God where you buy without money. There are levels to these things, guys. There's a realm where it's not about the money you have. It's about what you want and the God that you have. So I've entered a realm where I don't spend money, I spend relationships. There are things I can get done without having to pay a dime. And there are things people can get me to do without paying a cover for it. So guys, I need you to understand. That thing you're calling nothing, please, before you put a full stop there, just add accept and fill it out. Because that's the one thing that God is going to use to turn your life around in 2024. Good morning. What a wonderful way to start your day. Bible Before Breakfast with Mildred Kingsley Gumpy.